welcome to our podcast, Heard One Scoop. I'm your co-host, Michelle, and here we've got Pablo, way far into the ether. Hello, Pablo. Hey, hey. It is super dark in the blind eternities, but I'm here, and I'm I'm still talking, so hello, y'all. <laughs> I had a curiosity. Is it also dark in your room? Are you, are you just recording dark? Well, I mean, the thing is, I'm looking at the OBS screen, and if you do any sort of OBS stuff, if you're not if you're not doing anything with a video game streaming, uh, all it is is a black screen. So yes, I am actually staring into the inky black darkness of a black screen right now. Uh, we are going to be talking about our good old uh, magic colors, and we're starting off, I guess, on the back of a card here, which is white. Yep, yep, yep. This is the uh, the old Wooberg wheel. We are starting off with what is traditionally the first of the cycle, uh, white. Much maligned, uh, recently very weak, but hopefully in the future uh, powered up by itself. Uh, though I guess before we start kind of talking about it, maybe we should probably kind of uh, explain uh, what our podcast here, uh, right? And so we're we're kind of a magic podcast. We pretty much just kind of talk about some magic topics and uh, just kind of have a good time and hopefully give some useful information to all you folks out there who may or may not know what our current our topics are. Right. No. Uh, at least in the near future, at least for this series, anyway, we're gonna try to be yeah. as. Uh, general and as timeless as possible so that uh, no matter what stage of your magic journey, your commander journey you're on, you can use the uh, things that we talk about, or at least uh, have a, a little bit more insight on how other people might be thinking, which always helps out on the table. Yeah, and then worst case scenario, maybe you know all the things we're talking about. Maybe you'll find us entertaining at the very least, so, you know. Yeah, and you know what, if you are, if you do know what we're talking about, hey, it's it's always nice to have your um, suspicions confirmed about certain things, right? True, true. Uh, but like I said earlier, we're, we're starting off uh, pretty, pretty simple here with uh, the colors in the magic system. Starting off with the very first color, white. So, as far as I know, there's a lot of lore behind each of these colors, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, white's biggest thing is just kind of like peace through structure. Uh, I guess first things first, the symbol itself is uh, is represented by a sun. And then each color has its allies and enemies, right? And so white's allies are green and blue, and yep. then the enemies are red and black. And then you can actually see this on the back of a magic card if you uh, have a magic card on hand. Uh, the colors that are kind of next to each other are the ally colors, and then the two colors that are across from each other are the enemy colors. Yep. So uh, for white, the uh, all three of its friends would be the shard Bant, which is personally my favorite shard. And uh, if we're talking about a white with its enemies, it would be uh, Mardu, which would be called a wedge. Oh. Not that we're but... talking about those other guys today. Yeah. We're just talking about white and its friends. <laughs> well, not yeah, its friends, whoa, just whoa. white by itself. Just, just white. All right. So lore-wise with white, like I said earlier, so it's it's mostly just kind of pieced through structure, right? And mm -hmm. so their kind of big thing is putting the whole community uh, over, like, the individual, right? Yep, yep. And uh, you can see it a lot with... Uh... Here's the thing. White has the most, if, if you look at the cards, has the most city builders and diplomats we're not talking about lawyers here, but white does have that. So if you if you're looking lore wise, um, you have dudes like uh, Tomic, Mangara, um, 
Who else is like basically they have a lot oh, of ad advisors, okay. advisors and uh, diplomats. Uh, it's a little bit different than um, than a blue who has like legitimate lawyers as lore characters like Bruvac. Uh, white has that, but it's more along the lines of uh, like SRAM, like city planners or stuff, like people who structure the community rather than actually care about like the minutia minutia mm -hmm. of the rules itself. Yeah, and in kind of a way, it's almost. Uh... How do I say? It's almost kind of like uh, communism if you're looking at it from, uh, I guess, a third perspective, right? Yeah, no, I can I can agree with that. Uh, white is very communist, trying to share. It's trying to make sure everything is balanced with each other. So apart from uh, putting its values into the community versus like the individual, uh, their their whole big thing is just uh, like very black and white kind of morals and ethics. Right, and then uh, just lots of laws and discipline and uniformity, just in general. Mm -hmm. That's true. Um, a lot of the things that White does has a humble effects, which uh, the the card itself, humble and humility. Uh, basically, there's just a bunch of creatures and enchantments that go all right. Everybody loses their abilities, and everybody is a one one or a zero one. Everybody is absolutely equal. Well, that is cool. Uh, in terms of like the actual cards. I'm going to say, as far as I know, quite a bit. But um, white deals with a lot of little weenies, right? So lots of uh, tiny creatures as opposed to, like, really big, uh, big dick boys. Yeah. It, right now, I would say that white is the swarm color. It used to be white and green equally. Uh -huh. But uh, now that green is leaning a lot harder into... Um, beasts like big green uh monster stompy dudes i mean green still has a, a bunch of its like other traditional weenie dudes like, like sapperlings like, and elves. like elves yeah exactly mm -hmm. exactly but there aren't that many of those anymore uh most of the time that just comes up in like themes white uh by itself right now is still very much about uh, like almost every third spell or sorcery that white has is about making a, a one one token or a one one spirit yeah, and uh, with that, I didn't, uh, I didn't realize that white was the weenie color. I always thought it was green. Uh, like I said, uh, green had had been the weenie color uh, way back mm -hmm. when. Because um, people think of like, okay, green. Uh, look, I, I made a bunch of insects or something. Um, mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, uh, white slowly started. Uh, taking more of that share because uh the tribe that the tribes that white really uh leans into nowadays are humans like and spirits for token making uh-huh and and white has a lot of those yeah so then no, it makes a lot of sense uh because uh playing some of your decks pablo there's lots mm. of uh lots of angels lots of uh soldiers yep and humans in general yep 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 so in terms of like actual creatures itself, uh, there's the uh, well, I guess with each color, there's uh, certain keywords that get attached to each color, right? And so, uh, white's got things like first strike or double strike, flying, all those good things. Yeah, uh, white's white's evasion is not from strength. Uh, white's evasion comes from uh, discipline. So mm -hmm. you know, it, it feeds into the whole. Um, First strike specifically feeds into that whole soldier thing. Just because they're um, one one weenies, they need something to uh, 
even the playing field against the other colors, and that would be for a strike. Uh, flying yeah. is a little, a little weirder. I, I, I guess if if we're talking about it, it that if if soldiers have the first strike, the uh, spirits would have the flying. Um, if we're talking about those two color, uh, two slices of the pie. I guess uh, things like angels and stuff too, right? And I guess yeah, birds. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of birds in white as well. Exactly. Like there's I I well, I don't know what to t say about uh, birds other than they are a traditional white um, tribe. Birds. Yeah. Yes, I love birds. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. Um, <laughs> and I guess it's another one of those things that. Um, I don't think anybody really like Richard Garfield or whoever the game designers were uh, really thinking of back when they were making magic. I don't think they were really thinking of making flying a very white ability, but it mm -hmm. just keeps coming back in their iconic creatures or the creatures that are associated with white. Like Yeah, so I guess at this point, it's just kind of like associated with, oh, flying is like a white thing. And I guess, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, like blue also have some flying but i guess primarily white is like we're liars yes 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 because it's always better to um well not avoid <laughs> well here if we're talking about uh just just uh, funny color things white would rather be above all of it uh so kind of like uh like super pretentious <laughs> yeah, yeah white is high and mighty white is above all of these problems that's why white has flying <laughs> Disgusting. I say as all of my decks have white in it. Oh, all of your decks have flying in it. That's <laughs> what are oh. we talking about here? Uh... <laughs> true, true, but more accurately, all of my decks have white in it, okay? So in terms with uh, just mono white, white's got a couple of different uh, rules that kind of go along with that color, right? And so yeah. uh, one of the biggest things is life gain. Yeah, life right. gain is... Uh... Hey man, uh, if black is death, uh, then white is all about extending that lifespan past the point of you being useful. Oh yes, let me just sit here on my throne and just gain life constantly, all yeah. the time. Yeah, like, I, I have no win condition, but I'm not leaving, that's white. Disgusting. Disgusting! Yeah. I'm looking at, like, Alora over here. Yeah. Which is, which is, I think, black and white, right? But whatever. Yeah, uh, basically, Aloro is hard control. It's just like I'm, I'm, I'm holding down the control key, um, which White also does very well. <laughs> Hold down that control <laughs> key as long as you can, and that means life gain. Uh, the uh, I say life gain, but it's really more like uh, like just defensive uh, mechanics, right? And so yeah, yeah. life gain, life gain is like... one of those. Life gain is one of those, but. Um... So it's life gain, damage prevention, uh, I guess partly damage manipulation. Yep, yep. Uh, usually when it's damage manipulation, it um, veers into another color. It dips into another yeah. color, like uh, white, blue, and white, red uh, mm -hmm. for deflection or absorption. But the, 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 the whole point of not getting hit, that's very much white's thing that uh, red or blue uh, gloms oh, yes. onto. I quite understand. Please don't touch me. Yep. yep. I'm a very afraid. Okay. Yeah. If 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 you're blue, that means I'm gonna cover myself in a sponge to absorb your hit. While if it's white red, it's the whole I'm gonna kung fu you so that you're gonna be hitting yourself <laughs> instead. 
And then along with that, they've also got a lot of like defensive encha enchantments and stuff too, right? So I guess in general, white is just a very defensive color. Yeah, you make a city wall, you build that wall high, and then you turn it into a pillow fort. And you know what color uh, the feathers in a pillow are? White. <laughs> white. White, big, fluffy pillows. Yes. And uh, you know where uh, those feathers come from? Birds. And you know, <laughs> and, oh and, you, and you know who wishes they have pillows on the battlefield? Soldiers. It all comes together. All it all makes sense. Okay. So in terms of defensive uh, enchantments here, you've got things like the fairy's moat, which uh, kind of prevents people from uh, from catching you. Oh well, we're 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 talking about moat mode itself because the fairy's moat is the. Uh... Oh, this is blue, blue white. white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we we can go all the way to original mode, which is literally oh. mono white. Just mono white. Okay. Nobody touch me. I use fairy's moat because I do own a fairy's moat. I'm like, oh yes, this is a good example. Mm -hmm. But moat moat would probably work a little better because it is uh, mono white. But it's a uh, it's a uh, don't touch me. Yeah. Uh, Teferi is usually uh, base blue. So if we cut Teferi out. Uh, in both oh. <laughs> in both the name of the card and the colors of the card, then you get moat, uh, which is basically white. Uh, along with the fairy's moat, there's also other things like worship that kind of just prevent uh, you from dying in general. And uh, there's also um, other cards kind of like that that just kind of uh, prevent you from dying. Yeah, white, yeah. right? Uh, like you can you can even look at their uh, the. Things like uh, Holy Day or uh, Angel's Grace. Uh, basically, it's just don't not write this second. <laughs> I mean, you can try again later, but write this second. How about nobody dies? The By that, that I mean me. Me, <laughs> I don't die. The thing that comes to mind is uh, uh, I think it's in your one of your angel decks or whatever, but uh this might be before edh when we were playing but it was one of those decks that that relied on you just not dying and it was an angel and i don't remember the, quite the name of that angel but um, if she was out well yeah. uh, that that uh, well here's the thing I, I know what you're talking about and we might actually cut this off because uh <laughs> that was um you're thinking of platinum angel and yeah. that's that's actually a artifact angel with no color a very well, white effect a very white effect uh you cannot <laughs> lose the game and your opponents can't win the game. Very, very white effect, but um, a, a, a non-colored angel, unfortunately. Oh, okay. But, you know, she's an angel, and there's lots of angels in white. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it all, it's not flying, okay? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, that is very much a white effect. Uh, don't, don't, don't get it confused. Um, that is very much a white effect. It is. It is. And then uh, along with other enchantments, you've got things like Ghostly Prison, uh, Spear of Safety. Oh, I do uh, love Spear of Safety. Oh, boy. I, I too, like me, my Pillow Fort yeah. uh, cards. And it makes me very sad when people think that I'm the Pillow Forter, when I'm no longer the Pillow Forter, okay? That's that's why you should just... Uh, <laughs> I think we're getting off topic, but that's why you should just play your... Uh... Uh, aggressive decks to show people, hey, I am no longer in my fort. I'm now bashing you with my pillows. That's the thing. I don't have any aggressive decks. Okay. But that's why I have white in all of my decks, because I'm a very defensive player, okay? I just like to sit and not do anything. 
Fair, fair, fair. All right. Uh, but getting back to the uh, topic, what? Tell me more mm -hmm. about white, or at least. Uh, Okay. Well, we were just talking about sphere of safety and uh, what was it? Ghosty prison. So that kind mm -hmm. of goes along with uh, with the idea of taxing players, right? So forcing players to pay to pay the monies mm -hmm. to do whatever it is they want to do. Oh well, yeah, that is something that <laughs> White is very good at doing. Um, every every year, Wizards puts another one of these effects out instead of color breaks, and I mean, I guess that's fine, but in EDH and in other formats, that just keeps making white um, a little bit less fun to work with, I suppose. Uh -oh. how, how so? How so? Um, well, I mean, you're the recipient of a lot of those memes, but um, no fun is basically what white is. Um, the thing about it is with blue, it's kind of like a surprise whenever they say no fun when counterspells happen. Uh, when counterspells happen, the no fun is right there uh, popping up uh, like out of nowhere. But uh -huh. for, for white, it's just a guy painting a billboard like from 50 miles away. You can still see it saying no fun, which in uh, <laughs> Commander, if it's three turns before it hits your turn, and it, you see those stacks, not stacks pieces, those tax pieces up, uh, the no fun is very telegraphed in white. Okay. Uh, I know, like, usually in our playgroup, the, the meme is that blue sucks, blue is blue is a stupid control or whatever, but I guess well, you that, that, that's That's what P-Brain Gruel players say. That's what <laughs> P-Brain... <laughs> I'm kidding, kidding. Gruel players, y'all are all right. Gruel players, you're okay. Jesus Christ. Are there uh, speaking of I guess if we're doing if we're doing this too are there any kind of like stereotypes that go along with like uh like mono white players I guess I, I feel like there would be more stereotypes going along with like uh dual colored or three colored but I guess for the on the off chance there is someone who who so happens to want to play mono white what what are the the typical kind of like people who do like mono white well, off the top of my head, it is people who like to stall games. That's one thing that uh, White has a reputation for, just because they have so many uh, board wipes, so many stacks and tax effects. They just White has this uh, reputation of dirtling. Not as bad as Blue. Blue dirtles a lot, <laughs> but I was gonna say <laughs> Yeah, so white white is a close second to that. Um, white is also uh, known as uh, a very strong group hug color. Uh, mm -hmm. There aren't many other like uh, gold cards. Basically, if you ever see a group hug deck, um, chances are white is going to be one of those colors. White's probably going to be the um, most common color there. Yeah, so stereotypes for white players... Um, Basically, what, what was I saying? Uh, stacks and tax. That's that's a big stereotype that they have. Um, they do have... Um, <laughs> White has uh, recently also had the stereotype of um, being the poor, uh, sad player out of the color pile like but i'm playing mono white guys i need to catch up you guys are playing the other cards come on guys i'm playing mono white can't you see like uh, so there is also that whole um wounded duck aspect of white that's a stereotype nowadays now uh i hear this one getting memed a lot but mm -hmm. i hear 
that recently that the white is is uh, generally regarded as the quote unquote weakest color. Okay, so yeah, right now, um, if you're in the future and this is fixed, awesome. Uh, but in the last five or longer uh, years, uh, white has had this reputation of being weak because it does not have as much colored uh, card draw as the other colors do by itself, and it doesn't have, it hardly has any ramp of its own. Now, white does have a few cards that do, do this. Um, Basically, the only one that really comes to mind uh, without any strings attached would be Core Cartographer. Uh, but mm. White is very good about um, balancing and taxing. So Mangara is uh, something... This is on the card draw side. Mangara is one that is... Uh, yeah. Uh, no strings attached card draw. It's just, hey, other players, don't do that because I'm going to draw a card if you're going to do that. Um and so Mangara is card draw, but even then, it, he he's like, uh, don't don't do this one thing uh, that I don't like here. Otherwise, I will I'll draw a card or whatever it is. Right, and so the, it's kind of very defensive. Exactly, and the and the thing is, I I actually did uh, very recently a um a a gatherer search of draw a card in white, just in mono white. Uh, I'm sure there's more, but if X happens, draw a card. Um. Yeah. White only has about seven of those that are, like, near unconditional. Like, when I say that, I mean, like, how blue has Rhystic Study. Uh, ah. It basically is just it, draw a card, draw a card, draw a card. Um, white has about seven of those, and four or five of them have been just uh, printed recently. Uh, Mangara, Mentor of the Meek, Dawn of Hope, I think, is the right card that I'm thinking of. Um, where the condition to draw a card is minimal on the white player uh and that's something that is very very lopsided because every other color now even red which used to be right there with uh right there it's with white white on the card draw and stuff yeah uh even even red now has uh, impulse draw which is great card advantage uh, white doesn't have any of that, or, or at least um, it doesn't have it in the same proportions as every other color does. And when I say that, I mean like absolutely dismally smaller than all the other colors. I mean, you did say there was uh, just seven cards and all of mono white that did that, so I'm like, oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, um, and most people already, um, they just ignore those altogether. Like, the only thing that I see people run as a card draw in mono white is maybe dawn of hope and uh mangara if uh you know if they oh i mean like mangara is is a pretty popular card so uh, it, it's it's getting up there uh but even other players are saying that dawn of hope is too slow or mentor of the meek is too slow because even then even if the condition is very very easy technically like gaining life or having another creature pop out green and blue and uh black even do that just by itself uh just when yeah, that so trigger happens good. so it's just like a lot faster compared to white yeah exactly because like in the things other than mangara that i was mentioning they white still has to pay some mana to draw those cards which is just ludicrous given that every other color has um f almost completely free card draw other than like uh, paying the the cost for the source itself 
So I guess ideally then you'd want to pair up white with another color to kind of uh, compensate for all of the weaknesses that this 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 one color just has, right? Oh yeah, like um, white is a very good support color, um, mm -hmm. but by itself it 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 lacks on the two things that uh, everybody likes in Commander uh, that the card drawn and ramp. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, because in Maybe white, you 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 need you you need somebody to do something to react to. White is a very reactive color. Yeah, uh, which I guess makes sense. It's got a lot of uh, like removals and stuff like that, but not so much like uh, well. In terms of ramping, there's there's cards like uh, what what is the card thing? Uh, soothing tithe. That would count as ramping, right? Yes, yeah, smothering tithe. But that's another thing. Oh, that smothering was, tithe. Yes, yeah, soothing tithe. Uh, no, you're good. Something else. No, smothering tithe is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, sm smothering tithe is exactly what you're thinking of. And that's what? the that's the only one uh, thing other than uh, core cartographer that white yeah. is is basically do it for free. And so it's kind of like if you're playing mono white, you want a core cartographer and you want a smothering tide. I have this card in multiple decks, but every single time it's like soothing tide. Nope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if 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 I were uh, you, um, basically just run artifact ramp. That's that's how you do have to shore up uh, white's mm -hmm. white's deficiencies, and uh, thankfully with white. Uh, white does care a little bit about uh, artifact, um, artifact uh, d in general artifacts. So you can yeah. you can you can mm -hmm. do a little bit of synergy. So uh, if if we're getting to specifics, um, you can have a Wayfarer's Bobble, crack it, and then use uh, Savine's Reclamation or any of the other small white re resurrection spells to get that Wayfarer's Bobble back, and that's how you ramp. But that's the problem with white. It, there's for, a lot of workarounds for to even like just keep doing it. Yeah, no, exactly. That the thing about white is it taxes everybody, including the player working or including the player playing white. The white does not know how to stop taxing people. Like white just wants its monies, okay? Yeah. Just screw everything else, even if it screws you over. Yep. Uh, it's the um, it's the bureaucracy in motion. So. The way I look at it, um, white and blue are the colors of bureaucracy, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Blue is the slow computer or the really weird filing system. White is the lazy DMV employee who's like, um, well, it's my lunch break, so just get back to me. <laughs> what a terrible, what a terrible combination. Well, all right, if we're going to keep going with it. No, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, man, this is a great simile. And if I keep going with this, the other control color, the other control color, which is black. Black is the uh, employee that you can bribe to get things done. All right. So what, what, a, great, what a great color combination. That's also that's my favorite color uh, trio. Yeah, Esper. Esper. Nice, nice, mm -hmm. nice. Yeah, but you were talking about like artifacts and stuff, right? And so uh, white does play really well with artifacts, so like lots of equipments and stuff mm -hmm. uh, specifically. Yes. Um, right? And it kind of kinda plays into the, the fact that they've got a lot of uh, soldiers and knights and stuff, and you kind of just stick stick little artifacts and be like, I hit you with yeah. double strike or yeah. first strike or whatever. 
Yeah, like uh, White, that plays very much into the whole martial ability of White. I, again, this is kind of weird because I don't know whether this is a top-down uh, decision or whether it just happened to be that way. But um, red and blue are traditionally the colors that care about artifacts. Uh, mm -hmm. Blue is the color that cares about artifacts that are in play. Red is the co uh, is the color that car the color that cares about artifacts um, in the graveyard or getting used like as sacrificial fodder. Um, yeah. So white had to have its own special slant for artifacts, which um, thankfully uh, they made with Mirrodin and all the other uh, equipments because. Um, red and blue hadn't uh, yet claimed that aspect of artifacts yet, and uh, one of the nicer nicer decisions that Wizards of the Coast ever made was like, well, let's give uh, white artifacts. That seems like a good idea, or equipment. I mean, not artifacts. <laughs> so red and blue traditionally had these two spheres of artifacts uh, covered. White back in the past also had a little bit of artifact play going. You can look at it in Light and Tutor and see like, okay, well. Even back in uh, Mirage and Visions block, White cared a little bit about artifacts, um, but it it staked its claim specifically on equipment uh, because you know White is all about mars martial prowess, and uh, hey, what's more martial than weapons, right? Oh well, that that makes sense uh, considering uh, going along with the theme of uh, the whole they've got lots of soldiers and knights and stuff. Give them weapons and armor, mm -hmm. and they will take advantage of it. Uh, we were talking about SRAM earlier. That's a guy who likes about uh, who cares a lot about equipment and weapons. All also in mono white. You know what I like about white? What would that be? They've got a large amount of cats for whatever reason. Yes, uh, also a very weird tribe for it to have, but I, I guess cats are white. Which I guess, I guess, uh, if we're going back to the equipment thing, cats do also deal with lots of kind of equipment play and stuff. Uh, and that's another one of those I, things that just, I guess, popped up like as a coincidence, because I don't really see uh, a lot of cats in the real world, uh, you know, being that, uh, being that considerate about uh, weapons and junk. <laughs> Uh, what? Uh, uh, a little bit of a side tangent. A uh, Johnny, a, a cat, is uh, white, but I think he's another color too, isn't he? Yeah, sometimes he's in green, but uh, a Johnny was the poster boy for white for the longest time. Um, white planeswalkers, anyway. It switched to Gideon and uh, Elspeth mm -hmm. for a while, but the original OG white planeswalker was uh, a Johnny. Well, he. Is a fabulous kitty boy. Okay, I'm. I'm like, I pulled up a picture of him, and I'm like, oh man, look at this like fabulous mane. Yeah, he's um, very white. He is one of the consistently uh, shirtless <laughs> people in Magic. <laughs> like, um, we're getting we're we're getting more of a parody about who's shirtless, who's not. But Ajani has always been about, uh, hey, look at my chest. Uh, scrolling through all these pictures here, I'm like, oh yes, look, you're you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he is shirtless cat boy, okay? Yeah, no, like, like that, that describes him. Uh, and I like, I guess I like boys. <laughs> so I'm like, this this fits my criteria. Hey, I, I easy, guess. easy. People can run away with a meme real fast here. <laughs> True. This is fine. Uh, there we go. Okay. Turning off all the uh, Johnny pictures or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I guess back to the actual, uh, back to the actual podcast. So we were talking about 
life gain and defensive enchantments and stuff earlier yeah. and a little bit of the taxes yeah a little bit of the taxes and then we moved on to artifacts but white's very specific piece of the uh artifact pie yeah uh they also have a lot of uh removal like single target removal right so you've got like swords to plowshares uh, oblivion ring flickering abilities things to just kind of get rid of uh little individual little play pieces mm-hmm uh, white is the color of exile, which is uh, very nice. Uh, but going into why white is um, is uh, getting a little bit weaker now uh, for this time period, a lot of <laughs> other colors have started to edge into uh, the exile pie, or at least take a bigger slice of the exile pie. So, uh, so it's almost kind of like uh, white's losing its identity a little bit here because yep. other colors are starting to kind of take all the things that white used to be exclusive. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, black has a lot more exiles now for uh, creatures. Red, um, it, it, like to be fair, red always had a little bit of an exile theme going with its direct damage. But nowadays it's getting way more leaned into. And uh, blue recently has its um, exile creature spell in a... Uh, in a few cards, which is, I mean, I don't know how I feel about it, um, but if we're just talking about, like, the sheer breadth of single target removal, white has always been uh, the uh, go-to for cheap, uh, efficient cards that do that. Well, well that uh, seems like uh, a little unbalanced here, then. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean... There's a reason why one of the archetypes we were talking about for white is the poor me. I'm playing mono white player. Well, I mean, this is why this is why I was saying earlier that you should uh, pair white with other colors, right? And so yeah. we were talking about earlier that white's got um, its allied colors, which are uh, green and blue. Mm-hmm. And so if we're going into um, some of the ally colors with white that that would kind of help it out. Let's let's go ahead and start with white and green here. We'll start with two colors. Keep it keep it a little simple. Yeah, and and I'm assuming that we're gonna be uh, talking about color pairings in the future. So whatever we're gonna be saying right now is just a very very brief overview. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll be, uh, we'll be expanding on these in the future uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so white and green. Uh, hit me with that white and green, Michelle. Uh, Selesnia colors, white and green. Uh. As far as I know from past experiences with your decks and some other people in our playgroups decks, yeah. uh, lots of weenies, yep. lots, lots of token creatures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they have been neck and neck. Yeah, they have been neck and, and neck. And then because it's white and green, there's also lots of trample, which uh, comes from the green side as far as I know, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of life gain, if you're talking about white and green, there's a lot of life yes. gain there. Single instance life gain, uh, mind you, but uh, a lot of life gain nonetheless. Um, and there's also things like lifelink, right? Which is, uh, I, I guess, that'd be continuous life gain as long as the creature is out and attacking or blocking. Right, but that's more of a, I mean, we're going to talk about it in a second. That's more of a white-black thing. Um, green ah. doesn't have as much lifelink as a... I mean, it, it has a few things, but it's not, it's not as... Um, it's not as uh, prevalent as it would be in white black, but we're we're talking about white green. Okay, so what kind of a uh, what kind of play style does white and green normally have then? Um, white and green normally would go wide. You're right, absolutely go wide. Um, 
And uh, it does like its overrun effects because you're going so wide. So anything from like Izuri to actual over overrun to uh, Crater Hoof Behemoth and all the Crater Hoof knockoffs. Um, it just it's just go wide the deck. Go wide the deck. Yeah, and I, I was actually just about to say, so go go big or go home, but if you get a board wipe, just die, okay? <laughs> just die. Uh, just die! <laughs> Look, I mean, like, uh, if you build a big board, unless you can have, unless you have uh, uh, more steam to build up another board, it's like, oh no, I'm just dead. Yeah, and that's why um, you have a lot of white card support cards. Now, here's the thing, these cards aren't, like, specifically white or green, or Selesnya base, but that's why in Selesnya decks you find a higher concentration of them with mm-hmm. cards like uh, Heroic Intervention or um, what else is another one? Uh, what is the spirit where you sacrifice it and then all your creatures are indestructible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Selfless spirit. That guy. Like th- those yeah. guys. You, you have a lot of effects that are in um, white and green that say, hey, guys, chill out. We're we're not going to die today. Uh, it does that for its creatures, and it does that for the player. But in Selesnya, it does that mostly for its creatures. Well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's white and green. Now, uh, white and blue, which is another color combination, is something that's uh, very much so, I guess, memed on in our uh, in our meta here, because that's the the big control colors, right? Yep. Um. Uh, so the thing about white and blue is they are such a control pairing that they almost never have win conditions. All they do is slow down the game. Um, not that, that sounds not, like my type of game. And 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 what what ends up happening? Oh, okay. And what ends up happening with white and blue is that they will either rely on a gimmick or they will rely on combo to win, and you know that's why there's a there's a maligned uh, aspect to white and blue because it'll slow down everybody else and then it won't do anything with that advantage, or if it does something with that advantage, it's something that nobody can stop. Um, which is you know combo. What, what are you gonna do? But that's white and blue. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was joking earlier about complaining that like people call me the pillow fort player, but I say this, but I'm like. White and blue in my heart, okay? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I also enjoy very much white and blue. They're the color of order. And um, sometimes that order means uh, ordering nothing because you just sit there and do nothing. There is also one little subset in white and blue, the flicker deck. Um, yes. That's... So the flicker deck is, is weird because, I, again, this is another one of those things where I think that there was just a coincidence that kept happening and then they just leaned into it as a gimmick. Uh, but white and blue have the most amounts of exile and return to play spells. Um, mm-hmm. So you end up with uh, Brago decks, Raynar decks that just like really love it when things go in and out, and uh, which is well supported because white and blue just have a ton of those. It just seems like white and blue just has a lot of gimmicky, uh, gimmicky mechanics. Right, and that's why a lot of people have uh, weird feelings about it. Um, <laughs> it's you're gonna if you lose to a white and blue deck, it's because of a gimmick. Even if they were controlling the whole game the entire way through, the way they're gonna win is by a gimmick. Um, unless, of course, you know you have um, the weird outlier commanders like uh, a Bruna. 
Bruna is a Voltron uh, enchantments deck. But most mm-hmm. of the most of the time, the white blue deck is not going to be winning like through creature damage or through any big spells. It's just going to win through something really dumb. My favorite uh, white and blue at the moment, at least my favorite white and blue uh, dumb gimmick is combining Guile with Dubscape. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's like a, the the poster child of dumb gimmick, right? <laughs> let me let me just counter everything and make a million bajillion birds. Except they don't have haste, so it's like uh... that's that's another thing that people complain about white and blue. Like <laughs> the thing is, you can absolutely you absolutely know when white and blue have got the board on lock, and you know that they're going to win, but they get there so slowly. I mean, they're going to, but it's so slow. Their gimmicks are so slow. Anyway. Uh, well, that's white and blue. <laughs> yes, my favorite color. Well, not my favorite color combination, but my 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 favorite uh, dual color combination. Now, those are the two ally colors. But if we combine uh, the enemy colors, you've got white and black. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. By the way, going back to the white and blue. White and blue uh, color combination is called uh, the Azorius colors. I, I mentioned Selesnya, which is white and green. So we'll mention white and blue, which is yeah, Azorius. Yeah. Uh, and then white and black uh, is Orzov. Oh, yeah. So this is my favorite guild of the Ravnica <laughs> pairs. Yes. Um, uh, uh, being your favorite guild, Pablo, well, what about it is uh, your, 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 why is it your favorite guild, I guess? I, death and taxes, man. <laughs> well, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not hot angel babes. Yeah, no, hot angel babes. That's something that white and black, I mean, it, it, it just is. It just is. I, I don't know how else to explain it. It just has hot angel babes. Um, but going past that, um, the real reason why I like um, why I like uh, Orzov so much is because that was one of the first uh, pre-constructed decks that I had um, after uh, after the restructuring for Modern uh, before before uh, the New World Order restructuring uh, Modern frames. I was very heavily a green player. I loved Crawworm. I loved a 6-4 fatty that just really didn't do anything, and I always wondered why I was losing. Um, big creatures, but I guess uh, if you just have the one big dick creature, uh, it's, it's kind of hard just to work with it. <laughs> just yeah, the one yeah. Like, thing. oh man, I, I, I terror it. It's dead now. <laughs> what are you going to do? Cry? And I did. I, I cried a lot. Um, white and black was the first... Um, real color pairing that I glommed onto and um, it was great it worked it was the first deck that worked for me so that's why I have such a such a fond memories of the color pairing but but that, that that's enough about me let's talk about like the specifics about white and black uh, so lore wise I, I only know this because uh, uh, side note at one point in time we were doing a D&D campaign with the uh, uh, within Ravnica, and so yeah. we had uh, a couple of Orzov players, and their whole thing, lore-wise, was uh, I like money, I like money a lot. Right, um, because white is the color of taxing, um, and black is True. the color of paying exorbitant amounts uh, to get something done um, that usually can't be done. So white, uh, white when it's when it's taxing you by itself, like all it does is make you f- make other people feel bad, and uh, maybe eventually somebody's gonna ether flux reservoir you to death. But 
white will accrue all of these weird resources that it can't really cash in. Black is all about cashing in checks that it doesn't really have the money for. Uh, or at least it will run out very fast. That's the whole black shtick, like um, sacrificing other creatures, sacrificing your own life to do stuff. Mm -hmm. White... And then uh, just oh, keep, uh, <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, the last thing is, white is all about giving you weenies and getting you life, but doesn't, doesn't really do much with it. <laughs> so when you have the two work together, suddenly... Uh, you have the whole meme of it uh, being uh, the bank or death and taxes or whatever, because it's very true. White gives you resources, black can spend those resources. Yeah, and I was actually just about to say that, like, uh, black black does a lot of things where you lose life to do a certain thing, and then white gives you life. So I'm like, it's kind of like a symbiotic relationship, even though they're enemies. Yeah, um, white and black are very good in the way that... Um, their differences are set up. Um, it's going to be we'll, we'll we'll talk about white and red in a little bit, but the differences that white and black have are their symbiotic relationship. They cover each other very, very, very well. Yeah, I mean, uh, apart from because my favorite is white and blue, but I also quite enjoy playing white and black as well. Yeah, Esper, uh, Esper. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Everything makes sense now. It's all, yeah. and I'm just realizing this. But yes, uh, if, if we put it that way, I also really like white and black. And if we add blue, it is Esper. Mm -hmm. But uh, it, it's just nice because um, I don't have to really worry about uh, dying off too quickly with all of the dumb things that black can do mm -hmm. because I'll all that life back and then i'll just drain all of your life so that i can drain uh so that i can gain life from you from you i'm a vampire yeah that and also that is white and black's iconic tribe is vampires mm -hmm. true so it makes makes more sense even more sense uh and then i believe the last color combination we've got here is white and red which is uh boros yes um and we were talking about uh, black and white uh, helping each other out because of how uh, dissimilar they are as enemy colors. Um, white and red actually um, have one similarity, and they lean hard into that similarity. And, and I, uh, I'm going to guess here, based off of uh, our playgroup and just kind of some of the memes that are floating around, is that they're they're big, big old aggro boys, and then they lose steam really quickly. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, white likes it when things are balanced, and red <laughs> is all about uh, dragging somebody down to its own level. So that's where you have all this aggression coming from. It's like a, li a, a little... Uh, pugilist underdog fighter that's like, you think you're better than me? That is exactly what uh, uh, Boros is. You think you're better than me? As far as I know, they also have a lot of like the, the soldiers and the knights kind of aesthetic, right? Exactly. Um, aggression. Aggression, aggression, aggression. Um, white is mad because you have more stuff and everybody should have that stuff and red is mad because you have more stuff and you think you're better than it so you know i i it, it'll wreck your stuff so it can get to you <laughs> uh but that being said uh they they lose steam pretty quickly if the game goes on for too too long uh it, it it's kind of hard for them to keep up uh, yeah yeah they do yeah. spend resources a lot 
And so if you're a Boros player, you better you better get on that game quickly, or otherwise you're just gonna sit there. Uh, thankfully, and, uh, thankfully uh, Wizards of the Coast uh, has leaned in very very heavily to equipment. So yes. red's already pretty good at artifact stuff in general, and white is really nice at uh, weapons uh, based yes. things. So um, these two quote-unquote weaker colors can now support each other uh, fairly well once they're together. It used to be there were barely like um, maybe 10 cards in Boros that would help you draw uh, draw cards. Um, yeah. Not the case anymore. Like There's like five actual legendary creatures that just go like, hey man, do you have A equipment? Alright, you know what? Draw 12 cards. Um, <laughs> not draw one card. Draw like there you go, just half your deck. Yep, there you go. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, like <laughs> it's 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 that half of your deck is going to be full of equipment and junk that maybe won't be as useful to you. But hey, at least you're drawing cards. Uh, so they still have a lot of trouble uh, ramping. They still have to rely on mm -hmm. mana rocks and artificial um, ways of ramping. But uh, at least as far as card draw is concerned. White and red, uh, very good at, at uh, shoring up that little deficiency that white has. Well, because uh, I guess because they're they're such quick players, a lot of the creatures in red and white are are low cost, right? And so, mm -hmm. uh, while there's not a lot of ramp, hopefully you have at least uh, enough mana to to send out some some other weenies and, and hope that uh, you'll be fine. Yeah, and um, that's another thing that white is uh, white and red. Well, I guess white is good for. Um, hopefully, they might be able to get to get rid of your creatures, but you know, you, you cross your fingers and hope that they won't be able to get rid of the weapon that that creature held. So you can just keep mm -hmm. armoring up the next one-one uh, soldier weenie in your in your arsenal <laughs> to to make it be able to stand up to that six-six dragon that um, is like blowing down on your house. Yeah, and then and white and red are really good at the. Combat tricks too. Is, uh, yeah, no, right? nobody's better. Yeah. Nobody is better. Uh, I do know this because uh, my my one cat deck, Marisi, is uh, white and red. Yes, but he's also green. But like white and red, he's got a lot of uh, combat tricks. But we also have a couple of other players in our our um, play group here that are very much so specifically Boros. Mm -hmm. The thing about uh, white and red is so all the other all the other colors have their own combat tricks maybe not blue but th their combat tricks are pretty simple like green is make it bigger that's my combat trick and black's yeah. combat trick is i give it death touch yes that's it white and red is like okay do three somersaults punch the guy's eyes out and then afterwards steal all of their mountains and like <laughs> the, the, the 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 combat tricks that white and red have are a little bit more creative and a little bit more fun uh than it's the combat like tricks a, of the other colors yeah because it's, it's a there's a lot more manipulation with uh, what can attack what can block mm -hmm. uh giving double strike or first strike or things like that. Yep, exactly. There's 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 a lot more wiggle room because of the evasion that white has and the sheer uh, speed that red has for combat. Because, you know, red just likes uh, getting into combat fast. 
so I guess if we're comparing white and red and white and black, so white and black uh, are kind of like opposites that cover each other's bases really well, uh, while white and red have uh, one thing in common, and they go real hard into it. Yeah, and they hope, because here's the thing, they go so hard into it, like, they leave a lot of spots open, a lot of spots open, but hopefully <laughs> they've leaned in hard enough and fast enough that everybody will die before they figure out that, oh, wait a second, they only have three lands, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, looking at this old white mana symbol, and <laughs> it's making me giggle because it looks so derp. You, you, know, you know what I'm talking about? The yeah. <laughs> because the, the printers back then were not very, I mean... <laughs> It's 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 a miracle that they got Red's mana symbol to look as good as it did because there was no way there was no way that they were gonna make the little white sun symbol look nice that small with the printers from the nineties. It just looks so silly. It, it, it looks almost kind of like uh you know how uh, when you were a kid and you would try to draw your sons but you wanted to draw them a little bit more sophisticated than just drawing the lines around them yeah <laughs> no, exactly it's <laughs> I, if, if if it was me i would say that this is the sun that you would make on a quilt but you know <laughs> that's 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 way back though that's way back when like uh, thankfully printers have evolved and now we can look at the nice uh, complicated sun that uh, white always wanted to have Yes, uh, but that was just a little tangent. <laughs> like looking at it, I'm like, Jesus Christ, it looks really silly. Yeah, you can but, put you can uh, put a face in the middle of it and it just complete it. Just to go full <laughs> derp with it. Now, uh, going getting back to the topic here, right? So, um, so we were talking earlier about um, the tribes that are in white, and each mm -hmm. each of the the colors have their own specific tribes. Uh, with white, we were talking earlier how there's angels and yeah, cats um, and birds angels, and stuff. Yeah, angels being a, what's called a, an iconic race. So you have mm -hmm. your, your regular weenie races, and then there's in, in Magic there's something called the Iconics, which is the uh, the colors super big dudes, um, which in, in White's case would be angels. But, uh, no, no, big, big as in like uh, like actual power and toughness big, or, or big yes. as... Oh, like okay, like so, like so big isn't it? Yeah, I, I, iconics are like the uh, the 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 mythic rares of whatever uh, that color is. I see, and but they also have a a bunch of other like uh, I guess beasts and and stuff too. So like Pegasus, and then like uh, like I was saying earlier, cats, mm -hmm. elephants. Elephants, yes, it does share that elephants. with green. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they've they've got their tribes, but it looks like each each color has like classes and stuff too. Mm -hmm. Uh, that they kind of share with other colors here, and so yeah, there's secondary um, types. Yeah, so you've got your archers. Oh yeah, which, they do have that. Yeah, so so archers that are that are shared with green, uh, clerics that are shared with black, knights that are are shared with black and red. Mm -hmm. All about martial powers. Yeah. Yeah. And you've also have uh, you've also got rebels and soldiers. And then you've got your samurais, uh, oh, which samurai. are shared. <laughs> samurai, wow, that are shared with black and red. So, well, I I won't say that it's a parasitic creature type, but holy, <laughs> I do not. When are we gonna get samurai back? Those guys were cool. <laughs> uh, see, so, you know, I, I came into magic uh, not too long ago. So so tell me tell me about these samurai, Pablo. 
Oh, uh, well, the thing about samurai is they do exhibit the martial prowess thing that White is so... I mean, I guess this is going to be the, the one of the rarer creature types in White that people will see, so we, we can dig into it a little bit. Um, but White has, uh, through the years, been the color of dumb combat-focused uh, abilities, like uh, uh -huh. flanking and banding. Um those are two things I've never heard of before. <laughs> uh, flanking, <laughs> flanking was just—I don't know how to say what flanking was like. It's basically, um, it's two knights beating the shit out of each other. That's what flanking was. Banding was um, basically, you know, how the uh, attackers are supposed to be the ones that are assigning combat damage. Uh, if you have a creature that is banding with another creature, uh, instead the defender is the one who decides where the damage goes. So oh. very, very combat, tricky, tricky, haha. But you know. And so I guess samurai, since uh, I guess they were an older kind of class, kind of fucked around with a lot, with a lot of the the trippier uh, exactly. combat tricks. Bushido is basically um, what they wanted. I guess flanking to be like Bushido is basically like oh um, Jojo's uh, are, are you approaching me? <laughs> that's that's what Bushido is. Uh, it it gives him a little bu bit of a buff whenever uh, attacking or blocking is coming in. But it's such a minuscule one that I don't think we're ever gonna really see Bushido come back into play unless we go back to a set that comes uh, that uh, really cares about samurai. Eh, well, who knows? Uh. What what is the current set that just came out? Uh, right now, at the time of it is Kaldheim. Ah, uh, and if I remember correctly, this deals a lot with like uh, like elves and it's it's Norse mythology and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah so Norse like mythology. high fantasy shit. Exactly. Um, yeah. And right now, white in this set isn't doing anything too crazy. Basically, uh, it is white in this set is at it's almost one million percent most basic that I have ever seen in Magic before. Uh, it has soldiers, it has spirits, it has angels, and it doesn't really mess around with many of the mechanics or at least the new mechanics that uh, Kaldheim is 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 popping out. Uh, Unfor to the detriment of white. This is basically the story of white. The, the last few years is it. It's there, but it's not really doing as much as all the other colors are. Well, that that's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully in the future, maybe Matt uh, Wizards of the Coast is like kind of kind of sees that maybe maybe we should stop kicking white in the butt here. Yeah. Um, and kind of buff it a little bit, make it a little bit more balanced. Right. The the symmetrical effects that white has aren't fun. The symmetrical effects that all the other uh, other colors have are fun for the color itself. But uh, like we were talking about, white doesn't really do much uh, for itself that it isn't actually doing to the other people. So board wipes is another thing that's very iconic with white. You're also wiping your own stuff. It's it's kind of it's kind of rough. So it's kind of uh we're, we're all equal uh but the ideal is more like we want to equalize them and then just kind of keep ourselves 
a little bit higher, so we're a little bit in advantage, but um, I don't know, maybe one day. Yes, that would hopefully be what happens, but unfortunately, the way it plays out in an actual game is white does the thing that equalizes everybody and has to pass the turn. If, mm -hmm. if white had some way to take advantage of the equality that it just made, then sure, white's, you know, white's doing pretty good. Unfortunately, most of the time, because of how the philosophy of white is, you know, everybody has to be equal, white doesn't think too much of the future. It just thinks of everybody has to be equal okay. right this fucking second. Oh, okay. So, so they're not really uh well off to reacting to like uh like newer threats and stuff it's kind of very slow to, to deal with that kind of stuff yeah um it doesn't really white doesn't really realize or at least the current state of white is yeah they're getting rid of everything but they're still gonna be behind yeah because because you're skipping the turn afterwards oh you know the one the one uh, board wipe that is almost kind of the exception is uh route Route. Route is, yes, Route is one of the few exceptions in white uh, because blue does this so much better. Route is an <laughs> Route is one of the few instant speed board wipes. But that's not, that's what I'm talking about. White doesn't, know, white doesn't know how. White does not know how to take advantage of situations. It can, it can make everything plateau, but, you know, unless for whatever reason you have 12 mana to spare after your board wipe, which, again, is a weakness of white, um, you're not going to be able to do anything after you board wipe somebody. Please, Pablo, it's already dead. Stop. Yeah. And that, again, again, the problem of white. It's already dead, white, and it stops, and then the next player goes around and goes, yeah, you're right, white, everything is dead. I'll make some more dudes, and White's just there, going, "Wait, wait, wait a second! What? Ha what? Wait! Come on, That's dude! That's not what you're supposed to do. Yeah. That's not what you're supposed to do. But yeah, I mean, I guess to go go through everything uh, we've already kind of said here. So just, uh, just in general, White is a just a very defensive uh, color, mm -hmm. right? So it deals lots with. Um, Taxes deals lots with uh, preventing damage, life gain, all these other things. Right. Um, and to be clear, white isn't as bad as uh, we're making it out to be. The only reason why white is so very, very weak in our conversations is because this is an EDH uh, commander-focused podcast. And mm -hmm. white just doesn't uh, have as many effects that uh, focus on four people as it does just one thing, uh, which in standard or modern or legacy or whatever you have, um, you're, you're just facing against one other person. Um, when you balance against one other person, I mean, sure, there's still some sort of tempo loss, but at least they'll pass the turn right back at you right after. Yeah, and it's not as bad as waiting three other turns. It's like, oh, no. Yeah, I'm like, like you see time. three different board states you have to deal with after your board wipe. Yeah, uh, I mean, but also uh, a lot of uh, players will, will probably lean into using multiple different colors as well, as opposed to like a single colored mm -hmm. deck. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it is just in general a little bit difficult to deal with all these other people when they have lots of options and you're stuck with, I, I exile the one thing and I board wipe everything. Mm -hmm. So like what we were talking about, um, white does well in 1v1 because you can control 
and there's not too much consequence. The thing is, if you're trying to do white's strength in a four-player game, if you constantly board wipe, if you constantly sing at target removal, if you constantly um, tax people, you have three board states that are pissed at you. That's what the difference is between white in mono in in one v one versus white in EDH and commander. There That's needs to... like oh sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know. Go ahead, go ahead. You say that. So so uh, in a one v one scenario, it's like one person's angry, but if you board wipe in a pod, it's like now we're going to arch enemy you or something. Yeah, or at least so you're, you're dealing with more people. Exactly, or at least they're going to be so annoyed they all form a pact of like, hey, let's kill this guy so that we can have our fun. Like fuck this white player. Exactly. All they do is sit and gain life. All they do is sit, gain life, and board wipe. I don't. <laughs> are they even playing? Um. So yeah. Um. Mono white. Uh, a little bit tough to play EDH in just because the strengths of white by itself is not fun it is not conducive to a multiplayer game i that's the that's the plain and simple truth of it it just well, at uh, least for now for now yeah. for now you're right for now at least for now but i guess i guess uh at the time of this recording if you're interested in playing a, a white deck maybe put another color into it so yeah white is just a very tough mono color to play in commander because of how I wouldn't say selfish it is. It's just, again, going to the no fun sign. It just paints the biggest no fun sign of all of the other colors. Uh, so if you're playing white, pair it with another color. That'll, be that'll definitely be helpful. Mm -hmm. uh, otherwise, if you're very insisting on playing white, uh, you can do what someone I know does and play Aloro and then do nothing but put all white cards and so you can pretend like you're playing white. <laughs> Yeah, basically that's how <laughs> you you want to have fun with white. You cheat, and then you tell everybody that you're playing mono white as everybody else looks at you and is like, "You fucking liar." <laughs> no, uh, yeah. So that's 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 uh, a little bit of a pessimistic note, um, but it is the way that it is. Um, even with look, even if this is gonna be like five years from now, I really don't see how they could change white's identity to be more fun but i guess the biggest the biggest advice that i can give you if you're playing mono white and intend to win like tune your deck to to a degree where it will take advantage of white strengths have a thick skin because people will hate yes. on you yes people will meme on you uh and in some cases uh the memes will go as far as the next games and the next games until they eventually just target you uh for absolutely no reason because you're known as the pillow fort player yeah no uh it, it, even it, when you're not the freaking threat okay yeah it gets it gets to the point where some players forget that you're uh, forget why they attack you they they just do for whatever reason i'm just memeing by the way yeah, <laughs> but yes um, well, to be fair, if you board wipe 15 times, like, I can uh, very easily see why somebody would be hating on you. Or, or if you're, like, just constantly just taxing. Just just big tax, okay? Yeah. Give me monies. Yeah. Pay um, your taxes. But white makes you forget that you're playing a game and suddenly it's a tax season and you need, and you're, and you're opening up your H&R block uh, program on your computer. Uh, just as a, just as a side note, going back to the Yaloro player, yeah. I'm memeing. <laughs> I don't mean anything by 
it, okay? No, I'm not. I'm ab I'm absolutely not memeing. I am one million percent serious. Delusional. Serious, yes, but there's no hate against. Yeah, no, no, no hate against the Alora player. You know who you are. But anyway, so what else we got, Michelle? Uh, well, that, that's as far as I've got uh, at the moment here. But Pablo, yeah. How's your week been? I collect only uh, as far as you're comfortable with. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I collect uh, on the side. I collect the uh, sideshow premium format figurines. Um, if you guys don't know what those are, um, if you ever been to a comic book shop and you see these two foot tall figures that cost like five hundred dollars, I'm the schmuck that buys that. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you ever wonder who would spend like five hundred dollars for like a, a twenty pounds of plasticine, that that's that's me. All right. Um, I got one of mine uh, that came in the uh, uh, UPS recently, and um, yeah, it's nice. I do not have space for it. <laughs> it's just sitting in its uh, box. <laughs> so oh no. So uh, are you the kind of collector that that buys things and never opens them because it's like it needs to be in like perfect condition or whatever or, or do you do you not give a shit about that for no actually no i'm not one of those collectors because i don't have very many things that like uh, necessitate that level of mint condition um i do that for comic books for comic books i do that i i buy cgc and just you know keep them in their slabs that's one thing but when it's figurines or magic cards specifically those were meant to be um displayed you you gotta mm -hmm. unless unless you are somebody who uh specifically likes uh displaying them in the box um sideshow figurines are not one of those things uh, they're meant to be outside they're not like action figures that are like sitting in the blister packs where you can see where it's transparent um you you need you need to put these babies out um, hopefully not in direct sunlight because that's going to be a bitch. Never do that. Never do that. Never do that. Uh, <laughs> It'll ruin your things, okay? Exactly. If it's a uh, if it's a uh, American uh, polystone figurine, uh, it'll fade out the paint. And if it's uh, certain types of um, Japanese uh, PVC or uh, plastic models, uh, it'll make this really weird filmy gunk. So never direct It'll sunlight, okay? Melt. It'll melt. It. It. I mean, <laughs> the, the the Japanese figures. It's. It's been. Um. It's. They've gotten a lot better than they used to. But I have a Cami figurine from about 15 years ago. Um. She looks good, but she's getting a little dusty. Whenever I try to clean that thing off with a feather duster, like literal feathers start sticking onto her so um, she uh, she is sticky she a little you know? sticky and not not <laughs> not because of hot glue or anything it's just literally that's how uh some of the older plastics that they used to make uh models and figurines were back in the day uh a lot better now but that's that's what i've had uh going on in my week what about you michelle uh Nothing much. Oh, okay. So I did get some new magic cards recently, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, to, to boof up my Yenit deck. I just <laughs> Speaking I actually of just got. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so so I just got approached for the second son. It just came in. I figured uh, my girl Yenit needs a little bit of a, a win con. Yes. A little, little boof, because otherwise uh, she, she just kind of 
summons her big creatures and they just sit there and have no idea what we're doing, okay? Hey, that sounds exactly um, like you're leaning way more into the white-blue side of Yennet there. And um, basically, you can't win without a gimmick, huh? Uh, look, okay, I think that gimmicks are very funny and I make my decks purely based off of funny factor, okay? All right, fair, 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 fair. Which is uh, why Yennet is my favorite deck. Odd cost Thingamadoos. Well, I mean, I can't really, I can't really say anything about it because uh, uh, last night uh, in the one of the few EDH games that I did play, I did win via a um, approach of the second sun <laughs> strategy. So, tell <laughs> you anything, Bob? You two are a gimmicky player. Right? Hey, man, a a games gotta end. As echoed by almost every personality in Magic that plays EDH, games gotta end. People came in here for a good time, not a long time. Fair enough. Uh, well, I think that's uh, pretty much all we've got for this this podcast here. Is there anything else you might want to add, Pablo? Well, uh, what I hopefully want to add is some sweet outro music right here. Gee, well, we, we should come up with some, some fun catchphrase or something. But that's in the working. For now, bye, y'all. <laughs> This has been Turn One Scoop. We're bouncing out of here. Falling back into the ether. Some, something like that. Oh my god, Michelle, you're using all the catchphrases right now. I'm kidding. Oh. Uh, see you guys. <laughs> see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.